You made that up. Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? What the fuck are you doing? He got me all flummoxed. This guy went to flash you. You are this crooked. Now nothing that happened here tonight even vaguely resembles professional wrestling. Whistle till I get the clothes off. This ain't the end. Somebody go get me a bucket. Gonna write in the corner even cabbage. If he's a uh, fidget, I understand. You will have to depend on the pens for the rest of your life. Straight OG brother, is that what you're saying? Don't you worry about my hand. The coffee boy. I feel like a combination of Bob Barker and Ric Flair. I tried to apologize. What do you call Chives. I have extra money tonight in case we run a little short. Perhaps you should seek professional help. Like a little, little, little stupid person. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 35 of the Nitromania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host, and we are just one week away from the Lethal Lottery. This is episode 35, meaning there is now one episode for each free hexomino, each unique shape, not including reflections or rotations, that can be made by connecting six squares edge to edge. One episode for each quasi-group with an order of four. And one episode for every proton in a bromine atom. Don't ask me what any of those things actually mean. Last week on the show, we were supposed to have Lex Luger versus the Giant for the WCW World title, but Luger no-showed, so we got stuck with Hacksaw Jim Duggan instead. It went about as well as you'd expect. This week, it's the go-home show for Slamboree, so don't expect much. But do expect that at the end of the show, I will tell you who my special guest host is for next week's Slamboree Supersode. All right? All right. It is Monday, May 13th, 1996, and we are live from Nashville, Tennessee. I didn't actually look up what arena this is, so... Oh well. Bischoff welcomes us to the show and promises us that Luger will take on the Giant tonight. Bischoff tells us that to ensure that he didn't miss this match like he missed the last two, he camped out in Nashville overnight. We then get video of Luger... Wow! ...camping. Please watch the beginning of this episode and see... How stupid this looks. Bischoff tells us that Sting wants the giant at Slamboree for the title, but if Luger wins tonight, they'll face each other. Mongo suggests that Luger ate raw meat while he was camping. It makes about as much sense as it sounds, everybody. Your opening contest this evening is the Steiner Brothers versus Public Enemy. Public Enemy are already in the ring, meaning they've been waiting there for at least five minutes. Scott starts off with Rocco as Bischoff tells us that Macho Man has been barred from the building tonight. Scott overpowers Rock and Gorilla presses him onto grunge. The Steiners then pose with their backs to the hard cam. Nobody tell Derek. We then get Rick versus grunge. Rick does a power move and then immediately tags out. The fight then spills to the outside, of course. Back in the ring, and Grunge is on the apron holding Rick in the ropes. Rocco goes for a charging attack, but Rick moves, and Rocco connects with Grunge. This doesn't seem to phase Grunge, however, as he immediately just gets back up on the apron. Meanwhile, Rocco straight up pokes Rick Steiner in the eye. Rocco gets crotched on the top rope as Scott comes back in, an Irish whip and a side slam, and down goes Rocco again. 
Scott places Rocco on the top turnbuckle, but he gets pushed off. Rocco hits a flying headbutt and tags in Grunge. A body slam and two elbow drops, and he tags Rocco back in. A top rope assisted senton by Rocco gets two, then Grunge tags back in. They hit a double back elbow, and Grunge heads back to the apron without tagging out. Whoops. Rocco misses a somersault, senton off the top, and Scott makes the hot tag, as does Rocco. Again, Grunge's the legal man anyways. Steiner cleans house as Bischoff announces that in two weeks' time, Nitro will go live for two hours each and every Monday night. Yay! Rick Steiner avoids a springboard sent on by Rocco, who crashes into grunge. Scott hits a Frankensteiner on Rocco for three, and Randerson literally steps on and over grunge to raise Scott's hand. Literally, steps on him. We're promised Benoit versus Squire David Taylor when we return. Back from break for Taylor's entrance, he is accompanied by... Chives. Bischoff tells us that DDP has returned to WCW thanks to some mysterious benefactor who has basically paid his way back into professional wrestling. Benoit enters and we go to break. We come back for a small explosion and the opening bell for this contest. They lock up and push each other around the ropes. Bischoff then greets Hulk Hogan at home, again... We're then informed that that unknown schmuck hard work Bobby Walker, again, whoever the fuck that is, has also been injured and will be replaced in the lethal lottery by Diamond Dallas Page. Mongo then leaves commentary in the middle of the match to go talk to Macho Man outside the building. Benoit then pins Taylor with a dragon suplex in a surprisingly underwhelming match. Up next, Flair versus VK Wall Street. We come back for Mean Gene... Pull up your socks and get ready. Outside the building. Macho. Pissed off. Mongo then appears, apparently took him part of the match and an entire commercial break to find his way from commentary outside the building. Mongo says that Flair has made a huge mistake in messing with family, and he's going to do something about it. And he's got a plan. Gene and Randy then have a very... I hesitate to call it a conversation. Uh, a very puzzling talk about Macho Man's insanity and the Lethal Lottery. Can we talk, as Joan Rivers would say? Randy Savage, I want to say it again. Come here, please. Don't walk away you from what? it. You have lost it. Lost what? Your mind. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you crazy. You ain't seen crazy. You ain't seen nuts. I'll talk to you in another lifetime, but not this one. I'm going to take the WCW and turn it upside down. You got it. Well, it's late. As of late, upside down a little bit. But uh, Randy Savage uh, finds the Magic Johnson to Dennis Rodman. Those failures by comparison. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the money. Do you understand that? Who said that? I don't care about the money. I'll reiterate you're that. You're you gone, understand man. that? Well, tell me where I'm going no, no, because no, no. you don't I'm know gonna... where I've been. Randy you Savage. You don't know where I've been. You are going to have to coexist this Sunday. I was there when the gals drew the names of you and the nature boy, Ric Flair, as a team in the Lethal Lottery. If you want to get to Battle Bowl, you're going to have to make it happen with this man. Wait a minute. I don't have a problem with that at all. I don't mind dragging a dead tag team oh, partner Sammy, to the ring. You are out of luck. Because I'll win the Lethal Lottery and I'll do everything I got to do to get where I got to get. You understand that? I, I don't know if I understand uh, or not. Please, Randy. I saw a woman psychiatrist, yeah. And she said I was an OCD, one cool dude. You understand that? Let me have to. All right, I should point out that WCW officials have told this man to seek behavioral help. 
whether it's a psychiatrist or some kind of counseling, I don't believe he has done it. Another Glacier vignette and back to the arena. Mongo, sadly, is back at commentary as VK Wall Street enters. Flair enters and dances with Elizabeth. He does not dance with woman. During Flair's entrance, Bischoff accuses Flair of credit card fraud. The macho man, Randy Savage, is outside, his eyes rolling back in his head, foaming at the mouth with his head spinning because this man has pushed every button he could possibly push. He has spent the macho man's money. He is there with the macho man's ex-wife. He carries the macho man's formerly platinum Of note here, Wall Street is a heel. Flair, ostensibly, is a heel. So, technically, this is a heel versus heel match. Of course, the crowd cheers for Flair, because he's Flair, so the point is kind of moot, but it interested me enough to mention it to you. I don't think we've actually had a heel versus heel match that I can remember here on Nitromania thus far. We come back from break for Wall Street on the advantage outside. He rolls Flair into the ring, and Flair heads for the top rope, which works about as well as you'd expect. Wall Street continues to be on the offensive until Woman causes enough of a distraction after a pin attempt that Flair can dump him to the outside. Flair locks Wall Street in the figure four and then humps Wall Street's foot until Wall Street taps out. Flair heads to his VIP table, not on a stage this week, just next to the aisle where Gene is waiting. They talk about Nashville hating Flair, despite the crowd cheering and wooing with Flair. They talk about Macho Man and Flair intimates that his dick works just fine, thank you very much. Did I hear... The Macho Man say he would drag a dead man to the ring? That's exactly what he said. Oh, please, Flair. (laughs) I get the message. Does the nature boy look like he's dead to you? Flair says ass again and then intimates that he and woman and Elizabeth have never-ending threesomes. We come back from break and Bischoff apologizes for Ric Flair again. Finally, it's Lex Luger versus the Giant for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Giant shoves Luger into the ropes. Luger tries a shoulder block and takes a bump. Giant dominates some more and awkwardly dumps Luger out of the ring. Giant continues to dominate, even no-selling Luger's forearm. Bischoff is so shocked by this that he cites Luger KOing Yokozuna with that very same forearm. Yokozuna, gotta mention, on Nitro. Luger finally gets some offense with Giant on the apron and he knocks him to the floor with the forearm, but Giant lands on his feet, drags Luger out of the ring by his feet, takes Luger over to Flair's table, holds on to Luger as he slowly clears everything off Flair's table, and then chokeslams Luger through Flair's table. Randerson calls for the bell as Flair and the girls shit themselves with fear. Sting appears, Giant fucks off to the locker room, and some paramedics come out to check on Luger, That was hardly a match, so thanks for sleeping outside, Lex. We then get silent replays of the last two big spots of the match. We go back to the desk, and they're still not saying anything. Finally, Bobby breaks the silence. Then Bischoff says this is just the motivation that Sting needed for Slamboree. Heenan says Sting will be too worried about Luger's health to take on the Giant on Sunday. We go off the air to two more replays of Luger getting chokeslammed. A bit underwhelming this episode of nitro to me short inconsequential matches nothing that really screamed by the pay-per-view to me your big thing here is flair and savage your big story you know flair versus savage with elizabeth and macho's money and all that and they were forcibly separated for the entire show i understand how that can build tension but 
to not even have Macho, you know, somehow make it into the building and attack Flair, it just, it just felt kind of flat to me, you know, knowing, watching Flair be an asshole and knowing that nothing was going to come of it, at least not tonight. Uh, Luger's title match got postponed twice because he wasn't able to compete for whatever reason. And then tonight you finally have that match and it just ends after a couple minutes with a disqualification. Honestly, the best match tonight was the tag match that started the show. So watch that, I guess. Speaking of the tag match, when I went and looked at this episode up on Cage Match, the last dark match before they went live was the Nasty Boys versus Public Enemy. So Public Enemy lost to the Nasty Boys. Then Nitro started and they lost to the Steiner Brothers. The hell's that about? Anyway, over on Cage Match, this show has a 4.56 out of 10 and pulled in a 2.3 TV rating. They also list the main event as having ended in a double countout, which is somehow worse than what I thought happened, which was the Giant getting disqualified. Meanwhile, over on Raw, taped two weeks earlier in Sioux City, Iowa, Ahmed Johnson defeated Zip by pinning Skip. The Ultimate Warrior advertises Warrior University. Vader defeats Duke the Dumpster Drossy by pinfall. Vince talks to Paul Bearer and The Undertaker about his upcoming casket match at In Your House against Goldust, who eventually appears. Mankind then appears and takes out Taker until Goldust calls him off. Goldust then dry humps Taker, which wakes him up, and Goldust takes off. Justin Hawk Bradshaw pins Aldo Montoya. Shawn Michaels gets attacked by Davy Boy Smith on a beach in Kuwait. And in your main event, Shawn Michaels defeats Hunter Hearst Helmsley by pinfall. Davy Boy is unhappy about this. This show pulled in a 4.89 on Cage Match with a TV rating of 3.5, defeating Nitro yet again. And ladies and gentlemen, on that note, that does it for another episode of Nitromania. I want to thank everyone who's listened thus far, who's, you know, checked out all these episodes. I do appreciate it, honestly. The good part is coming real soon, I promise. Uh, I want to urge everyone to go over and check out questendnetwork.com and all the fine shows we have on the Questionable Endeavor Network, including this program that this person or group of people is going to tell you about right now. Hello, Questionable Endeavor Network listener. If you're a current or former fan of wrestling, you should check out the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, retired professional wrestler Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. On the show, I chronologically recap episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era, a time period where wrestling became more violent, more profane, and more sexual simply because, well, that's what we the fans demanded from the product in the late 1990s. Listen along with me as I revisit the crazy antics of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and many more of your childhood favorites. You can subscribe to the Raw Attitude Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or you can listen to each new episode on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questandnetwork.com. That's the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. Oh baby, I like it raw, and I know that you will too. In addition, I do hope you're listening to all the shows here on the Rundown Feed, the Rundown Sit-Down, WrestleMania Salvation, NXT Revisited, old classic archived episodes of Glowstick, and the Rundown itself. 
If you would like to support my friends and I financially, there are a couple of ways for you to do so. You may make a one-time donation by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can support our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling by becoming a monthly donor. For just $5 a month, you get access to Patreon-exclusive shows and episodes, and early access to basically every show on this feed except for the rundown itself. All of these one-man shows that aren't so time-sensitive that they need to be recorded the day after the day before they get sent out to the public. All that for 5 bucks a month. If you want to be a super fan, however, you can bump that up to the next level and go for $10 a month, which gives you all of that, all those exclusive shows, all that early access, plus the ability to call your shot, as it were, and appear as a guest co-host on any show on this feed aside from the sit-down. You can chat with me and we'll discuss crappy WCW. You can sit with Sal and talk WrestleMania. You can watch NXT with Troy, or you can even appear on the rundown itself one week. I mean, you can watch an episode of Glow, but it's unlikely that Troy will ever get to that. So, um, I'll tell you this, too. I'll add this uh, in the pot, as it were. If you donate at the $10 a month level, and you want to appear on Nitromania more than once? Totally cool with that. As long, you know, as long as you're still a donor, you know, the, the second time around or the third time around. Not only that, but I'll even open it up to regular non-pay-per-view episodes. If you want to watch an episode of Nitro in the middle of the month, you know, that's not the night after a pay-per-view, just let me know. Uh, let me know a few weeks in advance so I can make the proper changes to my notes and it'll be good to go. Uh, you can send me that at nitromaniapod at gmail.com. That's where you send me emails. You can follow me on Twitter at nitromaniapod, N-I-T-R-O-M-A-N-I-A-P-O-D, nitromaniapod on Twitter. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. I'd appreciate it. That, uh, that nitromania mailbox is starting to collect, uh, starting to collect cobwebs. You know something? That reminds me. This was a shitty go home nitro. Which means that next week is our big Slamboree Lethal Lottery Battle Bowl Super Sode. And of course, no pay-per-view here on Nitromania goes unguested. So joining me here in the trenches, deep, deep in the trenches for the 1996 Slamboree and the Monday Nitro the following evening on TNT will be a guy you've heard elsewhere on the Questionable Endeavor Network. As I'm sure you're aware, I've run through all my friends here on the rundown. So we gotta look, uh, we gotta look to some other podcasts here. Uh, we're sticking with the network though, sticking with the Quest End Network. This is a guy who is no stranger to watching terrible WCW pay-per-views, though his focus uh, was a little bit later on in their run. Uh, we'll talk to him about that along with his, uh, his book project that he's got going on that I just learned about this week. So it should make for an even more interesting conversation next week. I may be giving it away, but who cares? I'll tell his name in a second. This is a guy you may have heard guest on a few episodes of the Raw Attitude podcast over there with our buddy Henry Hugepex, the suplex throwing human duplex. By the way, I will be appearing on the next episode of the Raw Attitude podcast, the December 7th, 1998 episode. Uh, good stuff happens on that show, so so be sure to listen to that and check out that episode of Raw. Uh, but that is right, folks. Back to the topic at hand. I got to focus here. The na the the guest, my guest, next week, right here on Nitromania, is the one, the only from the New Blood Rising podcast, Mister Martin Dixon himself, will be joining me to discuss all things Slamboree 1996. 
I am so very excited to have Martin on the show next week. I really look forward to talking to him and getting his thoughts on Slamboree and his thoughts on WCW in general in 96. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to this episode, so I do hope you'll listen next week, and I do hope you'll enjoy it as well. Until then, however, we got a week to go until we get to that. You can catch me live and in person this Saturday, the 10th of March, at Liberty States Wrestling at the John McCarthy Elementary School in Peabody, Massachusetts. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, until next week when Martin swings by and joins me right here, so long, everybody, and I will catch you right here next week on Nitromania. Mania.